The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Tamara, a.k.a. Girl from Harlem. And what's up, everybody? This is Ray Daniels, a.k.a. The Culture Referee. And this is The Guy Show, The Culture Report. The Culture Report. Bo, 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 bo. Okay, so we just came off of a big weekend. We both just got back from L.A. That was crazy. It was BT Awards weekend. Um, yep. Tell me something. You had fun? I know you were like big shot, Ray. What no, no, no. I, I, will, I will say this. Uh, shout out to, I didn't realize, you know, when we started this show, you know, I kind of started it out of like, this, like a social experiment in a way, but like an, it was, I started this show to kind of just show artists that it's not hard. Yeah. But, you know, when you do stuff like this, you never know how it's going to affect people. So what I will say is that the amount of love that was shown to me in LA from all the young artists, music executives, managers, blah, blah managers, veterans, it was just overwhelming because we sit in this room and we put content out and we hope that the world was going to mess with it. And, you know, I will say this to Mira. They messing with us right now. Yeah, they they are. are messing with us. It was it was really a great experience and I'm I'm it made me want to come back to Atlanta and get motivated to do more. Cause you just cause now I know people are watching, it's like, all right, let's talk. You know what? That really reminds me of when we started this show. It was kind of like we were trying to we had a bunch of artists. We didn't so even we, have we didn't even it wasn't even a show. It was kind of right, like, come ask me was, a question. Ask a question and we post it. And then it was boom. to prove, though, that we could put out consistent content. content. You had artists and you were trying to get them to put out content. Yes. You was like, you know what? I, I'll lead by example. And yes. that's kind of how it came out. So that's crazy. So, so for it to turn into this, like, it was funny because I was hanging out with some, you know, big wig executives and the show came up and I was like, can we not talk about that? <laughs> they were like, why? The show is doing so good. I'm like, I'm a music executive. I don't, First. I don't, like, I, I'm glad that the podcast is working, but it's, it's kind of like being around your peers and they want to talk to you about, something that has nothing to do with what made them your peers. Mm. It was a little interesting, but for the most part, outside, that was my shit, by the way. Like, they literally was like, no, it's great. But I'm like, I'm from Atlanta, so I was like, part of me is like, are you trying to play me? <laughs> like, are you, like, you know Do what you mean? realize like, I'm on the charts right no, now? No, 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 it was, it, yeah, exactly. It was like, y'all know I'm in the business, right? So, it, but they was like, no, we know, but that's just like something that's dope. So, yeah, yeah. Shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to everybody that pulled me to the side and said, you need to talk about this. You need to address this. It's crazy how we become the voice of the culture. That's why we have the culture report. So let's get into it. Amen. Okay, so speaking of BT Weekend, I just want to do a quick recap of the award show. Um, so Quavo and, Offset, <clears throat> Quavo and Offset opened up the show. I thought that was really dope. Everybody was excited. Like, that broke Twitter. Like, everybody was so happy to see them together. Um, do you think that the rest of hip-hop is watching and that maybe we could get some more people kind of put their beef aside and make up because of this? The sad part about humans is that we don't understand the necessity of each other until we lose someone. Mm. And it's to me, I just would challenge us to not wait till somebody dies to put our differences to the side and do it before that. Because living is the gift. You know, once you're dead, it's nothing. And then, you know, so for me, I, I don't know. I just, when I saw that, all I thought to myself was like, I wish that he didn't have to pass away for them to realize that they need each other. And I, it's so many people out here who got issues. And it's like, one thing about me is that if I got a problem with you, if I feel like, if I, this is my thought process. If I have a problem with you and I, I, I say to myself, man, if that person died, would I show up to their funeral? Does that mean I don't have a problem with you? That's a good one. I don't, I, I can't, if I'm going to show up to your funeral, if you die, I don't have a real issue with you. Now, if you die and I don't give a fuck, and I'm sure, that's when I have an issue. But if I'm... If you pass away, I'm gonna feel bad for your kids. That's different. Mm -hmm. But if if so for me, that's why I don't really have I don't have problems with nobody. Like it's probably one or two people who I just don't fuck with, and they know it like publicly. But outside of that, I love everybody because dog, everybody is here trying to figure out what to do to take care of their family. Man, that's the common denominator of everything happening around us. We are all humans who are trying to figure out how to feed our families. Mm -hmm. You know, some of us are up, some of us are down, some of us are trying to figure out, some of us are lost. It's, it's just a human thing, but. If we are kind to each other and nice to each other, helpful to each other, then it makes everybody's everybody's journey better. So that's what I would say. Agreed. Um, one of my favorite moments of the night was when Lotto won Best Female Rapper. Um, I really, really enjoyed her speech. I think that Smart. what she did was dope. 
Um, she shouted everybody out. A lot of was gonna be. A lot was gonna be. A lot of was gonna be around for a very, very like long I got goosebumps. Time. If I had to, honestly, if I had to bet on two artists, female rappers who I think are gonna be here for the next ten years, I'm gonna say Lotto and Coyle Ray. Good one. I wouldn't say that's those the only two who I I feel like have the ability to last the test of time because they understand the social media, the importance of social media. They understand the importance of hit making. They understand the importance of being active and and being inclusive. And if more people paid attention to that, man. Female rap might really just take this shit over in a way where it's bigger than male rap. No, it's not the right way. now. We it's, on it's, the way, it's, though. Because the only reason it's not is because it's 5,000 male rappers right. and it's like 500 female rappers. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason why. Um, and just to piggyback off of that, I think that Coily Ray, she just put out a dope album. It's very diverse. Like, she's not putting herself in a box. And I think that that's why she's going to shine because she doesn't pay attention to necessarily the naysayers. She's always focused on what she's going to do next. And I think that's really dope. Um, so shout out to her, her outfit highlighted all the females Mm -hmm. past and new. So I think that she's really bridging a gap and she's trying to say like, we're stronger together. And I think that that's a really good message. Um, Busta Rhymes was honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award. How do you feel about that? Um, what do you think his biggest contribution to hip-hop is overall? I didn't realize that Busta Rhymes is the reason for the feature until he said it. Then I was like, damn, that's real. When he said that, I was like, oh, you shoot. Know, you know, my only thing I say is that I feel, I, I, first of all, shout out to Busta. I love Busta. I just feel, I kind of feel bad for Busta because he's so important. But the game, for some reason, and like like Jay Z says, say I say I'm not animated, like say a Busta Rhymes. I don't know if it was the animation part because if you think about animated rappers, they never really are put in the top anything category. Mm. Like Luda can rap his ass off, but he's animated. Big Sean can rap his ass Good off, he's one. animated. Busta, incredible, but he's animated. And I think something hip hop has something against animated rappers not taking them serious, putting them in top anything. Because if you think about, you don't, no one puts animated rappers in the top of anything, which is interesting to me. And I don't know why. Because because but when I saw Busta, I was like, I'm glad he's getting his flowers, but he should have been got that. Definitely. Man, I agree with you. Um, I think that. Like, growing up, he changed a lot. The sound of music, the way music videos look, like, he was very entertaining all across. So I'm glad that he's in his message, the message that he had um, when he delivered his speech about, like, put the violence away, like, stick together, like, we're stronger together. I think that that was a good stage to be on to kind of deliver that message. So Hi- shout out to Buster. First of all, here's what, here's what everyone has to understand. The reason why hip-hop is such a, I guess what you would say, a violent game is because you're dealing with people who come from nothing. Mm-hmm. And all they have is hip-hop as an opportunity. So when someone feels like you're stopping them from escaping the hood, the ghetto, wherever they're from, that's when it becomes personal and that's when they start getting gangster. Because I don't think, and it's weird because it's like, we don't talk enough about how much hip-hop, how, how much hip-hop has changed the cards for us. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't a such thing as a black billionaire. Amen. Now, hip hop. I mean, and if you look at the business world, it, I know Robert Smith. I know Tyler Perry. I know Michael Jordan. But even Michael Jordan and Tyler Perry, they still sports entertainment mm-hmm. media. You know, but if you Puff, Dre, Hove, Ye, mm-hmm. Rihanna, you have all these people who have made it a billion dollars in hip hop. So I think hip hop has matured now where it's enough money. And we got to express to these young kids that there is enough money. Mm-hmm. And just because you didn't get money today doesn't mean you can't get money tomorrow. So don't risk your tomorrow for some stupid shit today. Because we also are not talking about the sentences that just got it handed down. Oh, my God. Everybody got 15 plus. 15 plus. Like, like these, are, these are dudes that are not going to be able to raise their kids. These are dudes that's not going to be in their family. And to be honest with you, they was over. It was they both whatever. It was dumb shit. It mm-hmm. was shit that we feel like we have to do to get far. Whether and that means if that means standing up for your manhood, whatever it is, whatever it is, bro, we gotta start showing these kids that you can get rich as fuck, being yourself and not having to be someone else. Look at Puff. Puff's not a gangster. I mean, he don't play. Right. He don't play. But he's but also not. That's not. I mean, I don't think nobody sees Puff and is like, oh shit, he's gonna rob me. Right. Same with Jay Z. Same with Hope. I, let me tell you a story. I was in the studio with a young rapper, um, and we was trying to sign him. And when I went into the studio. You know, I go downstairs and in his basement and where the studio is, and it's like 20 of his guys and everybody got guns. 
and the rapper is in the room rapping with a gun to the mic. Blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I let him do his thing. But then I said to him, I said, bro, let me ask you a question. Where do you want to go? Do you want to go to the top? And he was like, yeah. I said, what's the top for you? He was like, Jay-Z. I was like, all right, cool. Let me give you some advice. Guns scare the money away. Literally, that kid, it like, it's like something snapped in him. He said, oh. He looked around the whole room. He told everybody, put the guns away. We don't know. And the reason why hip-hop needs labels, their record labels, I'm telling you this. I know you love our music because you love the money you make from our music. But if you don't have people like me, like Steve-O, or like, who, like I can name so many guys like Blue Williams. I'm just thinking about Dallas Martin, all these guys in the business who actually if you don't have them in place, you are doing those young black rappers a disjustice, a misjustice. You're, you're hurting them because they're going to get money and do reckless shit with it. And if there's no one in place, not a black face that you like, not a black face that you're comfortable with, but a that black face okay. that cares, that's going to sit down with them and say, hey, bro, don't do that. I know where you come from because what they don't realize is that they're going into another world. That's why so many of them are getting in trouble. And that's why a lot of them aren't making it to the top because like little TJ is hard. He almost got killed yep. over some stupid shit, but he almost got killed because you need people around these people who are like, Hey, we can go to the party tonight. Don't do this. We got to do that. Hey, don't do that. Hey, move right. Do that. So for me, I just think that these record labels that love us, our culture and the money they make from it so much, you are doing these kids a, a misjustice. I don't, is misjustice the right word? Disjustice. disjustice. Okay, you're doing these kids a disjustice. But my question is, who would be the person that they bring in? So, because right now, like, the OGs are saying, these kids don't listen. And now the kids are like, I'm not listening to that old head. So where do we find the this kids don't ground? listen to y'all because they don't believe y'all care. If, if somebody, I ain't never felt, I'm being honest with you. I've never felt a kid hasn't listened to me. Mm. Never. Because they know I genuinely care. Mm. A kid can tell when you don't give a fuck and you're just telling them what they need to hear. Like I get an example. I signed, I signed this big rapper. If y'all put it together, y'all put it together. <laughs> Everywhere he rode, he had his girlfriend with him. So uh, I was going to talk to him about it. But somebody at the company tried to talk to him about it. It was like, yo, you got that. He tried to, bring, he tried to reason with him. Kids say, I don't want to hear that shit. I'm bringing my bitch wherever I go. Like, he don't trust you, bro. Mm -hmm. He don't believe you, bro. You don't dress like him. You don't look like him. He don't think you understand him. So if he don't think you understand him, why is he going to listen to you? Mm -hmm. And the problem with these labels is because is that they have people who look like us, Tamira, but are really there to please them. Mm -hmm. And because they're there to please them, we're not getting anywhere. And until you have people that actually give a fuck. But here's the problem with that. Somebody that gives a fuck a is safe black say, person. Somebody that give a fuck is gonna say something. Mm -hmm. Gonna call you out, and that's what they don't want. They just want to feel good about making money and go home. They want to have that, you know, that oh, I don't have no guilt on me. I made my money. I'm going home. I empowered him. I gave him a check. Right. You know what you was doing. They want the black person no, that's like, still gonna you, push their you, agenda. You will not get. Will anybody? Let's look at it like this. Will anybody give a poodle, a a, a poodle, a a big ass piece of steak this big, and then send him in a room, send him in a pit? With pit bulls. Okay, I see. They what gone. We like the poodle has to, but we gave him a steak. <laughs> you gave him a steak. And you, you set, set him, him in a room full of pit bulls. What you think they gonna do to him? Right. They. But you have to think like that. Mm -hmm. And even if the kid doesn't listen, you can warn him. Yo, look, you, you don't have you to listen to part, me. Right. But I'm letting you know right now. You take that big ass piece of steak over there. They are gonna eat your ass alive. Now, when they eat you alive, and you come back to me, then I can say, Are you gonna listen now? And they will. It's late now. No, but they probably will. Shit. That's what I'm saying. Like. Parents don't, you can't tell your kids what to do or you can't teach, educate someone what to do by telling them what to do. You have to teach them why they have to do it. Mm. Yo, bro, you shouldn't do that and here's why. Because? Because this can happen, this can happen, this can happen. If you don't care about that, hey, bro, that's on you. Mm -hmm. But if you do, be careful. I think it's about putting it in a digestible way for them to get like something that's relatable to them that's not too far stretched. By, by the way, this is why I was, I was arguing with you and we was arguing, no, no, we was arguing our last show because- what, what, what you have to understand as a woman, and women, don't un and women, I guess, don't think like this, there are consequences in the world. Mm -hmm. right? Women don't think like that. Every so action has a reaction. Yeah, but when I said, when you said, Suki Yang's better wear what she wants and not get, like, harassed, it, it, I mean, logically, that's correct. But realistically. But a father knows right. 
what's really gonna happen. No, my mother always said if you if you dress like a duck, you quack like a duck. Niggas gonna, gonna treat you, you like, like a duck. duck. So. That's all, and that's all I'm saying. But my thing is, is that we have to start saying that. It's like when women say, "Why are you comparing us to baby? You girl, you rapping." Rapping is a sport. Mm -hmm. You can't come rapping and say, don't compare me. <laughs> right. That's the whole point of rap. <laughs> rap is a sport. Rap is not like pop music. Pop music is entertainment. Right. That's, That's why right. it's popular. Rap is culture. It's lifestyle. It's a sport. You want to get in this shit, we're going to compare you. Amen. So and we got to start understanding the consequences that come with our actions. I just want to stress that. Okay. So overall, the BET, I think, I think it was a dope award show. I think that it honored... The old, the new, it had a little bit of everything, ratchet, class. I think it was a good balance. Um, that was one of the arguments I was having on the internet with people because I was saying, y'all want people who were in the hood last week to show up to the BET Awards and have yep. full grace and know how to work a red carpet. And being that they took away that kind of sector of artist development, these kids are literally walking out the projects, getting a limo and going to the BET Awards. So, but, artist, like, but artist development is not what it used to be. Tiana's bringing it back. Art, no, no, no. But Tiana, that's a portion of it. By the way, shout out to Tiana. That's a portion of it. Artist development is about teaching someone how to live the lifestyle. Mm. That's, it's not just how to go on stage and perform. That's a big part of it. But if but, there were three bullets to artist development, what three bullets would you make them? Um, to me, well, today, I, ca I can't say bullets. I'll say what, what I think artist development is. It is putting music out, understand, understanding your audience and trying to figure out who your audience is. By the way, that's what we did with this. We didn't put no money into it. We, we did bare minimum because we was like, let's see if the people talk back, right? Also, artist development is understanding the role and the consequences of what you do. That's why we just had a conversation where I was like, you can say that, but don't, you gotta be able to say this also. Mm -hmm. This is all artist development. It's, the, it's artist development is mentality development. Mm, it's like developing that. you to see that you are no longer that person and you need to start acting like this person because this person doing what that person used to do is going to get this person killed mm. or get this person in trouble. Artist development is ment mentality development. And the problem is that you don't have people talking to people. Everybody's just happy to be making money. We don't, we're not educating. Period. And that's what it is. Okay. So I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, I want to know what's going on. Who's over at Complex? So I know you you might you might be able to answer this for me because they done put out a lot of stuff this week and they had the internet shaking. So they did their top 10 um, rap duos. I'm pretty sure you were happy with that list. because Rap Outca groups. Oh, I thought it was duos. Those rap groups. groups. Okay. Outcast was number one. But they should have been. Um, I thought Jack Dan sent me to the list and he was like, they're fucking bugging. And I was like, what's wrong with this list? I thought it, I thought it was solid. How do you feel about the list? Do you have your own list? I actually put a little top ten list together. I, I, I can't. It's because it's hard. I would say this. I think it's hard to talk about groups in order because groups are based on different personalities, mm -hmm. right? So that means you might like, for example, Wu Tang. I know how culturally important they are, but the only members that I understand rap are like Method Man is number one, mm -hmm. and then a far two would be. Ghostface, Raekwon, and, and ODB, okay. right? But when I think about Wu-Tang, the top tier was Method Man, right? So for me, groups is about a whole bunch of people. So it's hard. But I do know for a fact Outkast was number one. I do like the fact that I think that their order was solid. I think the top five was solid. The top five was Outkast, Wu-Tang Clan, uh, Run DMC, uh, a Tribe Called Quest, mm -hmm. and then uh, I think NWA was three, and yes. then NWA. Yeah. To me, that feels like, Top tier. But then you can't sleep on Bone Thugs and Harmony, 3-6 Mafia, all these guys. Like, to me, A-Ball and MJG, UGK, it's like, bro, it's, it's so hard with groups. It's easier with a, with a solo artist because it's one versus one. But a, but a group is like two, um. like Outkast is two, Wu-Tang is what, nine or ten? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, so you got to factor in so many things. But I would say, if I had to say, number one would be Outkast. I'm going to try to do it. Number one would be Outkast. Number two would be Run DMC. Uh, number three would be, uh, uh, I'm going to say NWA. That's good. NWA. Uh, I would say number four is, and by the way, don't kill me guys. Cause it's a whole lot that you can say. I'm going to say per my, me personally, I know a tribe called quest music is probably more important than three, six mafia, but three, six mafia is the shit. 
So they would be in my top five. Okay. And then I think the the fifth one would be, I'm gonna say the Migos. That's, Migos, that's what Migos, I thought they were the missing. Migos are, the Migos are incredible. Like, the Migos are better than all these groups. They killing it. That's what I thought they were missing. At least mm-hmm. one newer um, group in there. Okay, and then, oh, God, Atlanta got his flowers. No one hip-hop city. Oh, boy, you said I couldn't even get out. Um, yeah, y'all got crown number one. I don't, think, I don't think that was a question. Wait, you said, what do you mean you don't think it was a question? I can't even understand why we're talking about it. Oh, no. I, that's what I said. Like, when I was arguing with people, I said, I'm, I'll give y'all, y'all are right now. Like, there's not a debate. No, 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 no. We're not right now. We've been, first of all, we just said, who was number one group? Outcast. Outcast came out in 94. That's, y'all were making a little That's ripple. 29 years ago. Y'all started no, I'm making saying, some noise. That's 29 years ago Outcast came out. Outcast has, Outcast 29 years later, you can't say a group better than them. You can't tell me Atlanta doesn't run shit, period. Atlanta has been running the music industry for a long time, and it's because of our culture. Now, I, won't, I, I understand New Yorkers, y'all might feel like y'all more talented, but y'all hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm pretty, like, like, sure like, like, I'm pretty sure y'all are way more better wordsmith, you know, lyricists, but in Atlanta, we can hate each other uh, in private. Like, it's people who I don't like, but I don't feel the need to say their name because they're from Atlanta. I always I say that? New Yorkers only get along outside of New York. Like, we don't get along for nothing else but unless we got to stick together for New York. But something I found interesting was we had an argument about who should have been number three because I believe they have Los Angeles as number three. And I didn't see list. Tell me the list. Tell me, right. no, tell so me it starts number one, of course, y'all. Number two, New York. Number three, Los Angeles. Number four, Chicago. Number five, Houston. Number six, Orlando Orlando? Oakland, Oakland, excuse me. Oh, what? You, no, this is Orlando. <laughs> Orlando, hold on. One is Atlanta. Number two should be New York. Number three should be Memphis. I would have put. I don't mind. I don't mind. Nah, I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna say Memphis is number. I would have put Memphis. I'm gonna say three. Memphis is number three. I'm gonna say Chicago is number four. Wait, and who's then, on the? And then LA is number put, five. But why did they put LA as three? Who do they have up there? Uh, LA is three. They have. Um, NWA, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Tupac, Warren G, Cypress Hill, The Game, Murs, Mad Lib, Jurassic Five. Yeah, Hot Right Now, Kendrick, Tyler the Creator, Tiger Schoolboy Q. Boy, up and coming, nice Earl Sweatshirt, Absol, J Rock, Problem, YG, DJ Mustard, Blue. Up and coming, Mustard. Mustard is bigger than all right. these motherfuckers. What are you talking about? That's why I'm saying who's over at Complex. So New York, up and coming, Action Bronson, Joey Badass. Joey Badass, Action Bronson, been around 10 fucking years. That's what I'm saying. Isaiah like, Banks been around 10 fucking years. How do we say these are up and coming rappers? Is it because they didn't hit a certain pinnacle yet? Is that what they mean Atlanta. by up and coming? Because these people right have now, been in the Waka game. Waka Flocka, 2 Chains, Future, Waka Flocka, up and coming talent. <laughs> Young Thug, Waka Flocka is hot right now. Young Thug is up and coming. Trinidad, Jan- Trinidad James. I'm trying Yo, to- no disrespect. No disrespect to Complex. I don't know y'all. I, I don't know, but... Call somebody. Call, please. We, me and Tamara are open. Phone a friend. Just somebody in the room. Like, not not based on the city order, but based on the up and coming. Somebody's in the room that's like, oh, young thug is up and coming, isn't he? Like, he what? No he can way. headline a tour, bro. What are you talking about up and coming? And Waka Flocka is not hot right now. Right. Waka Flocka is, is the shit, but hot right now is Waka Flocka. What about Anti the Menace? Like, what about all these young kids that are coming up? Like... Cardi, what about Playboy Cardi? Like, mm-hmm. come on, man, they bugging. Yeah, that's why is my question is always going to be, who wrote this list? But I was speaking to somebody from Complex. They want to do something with us, so I'm not going to go too hard. But when I see them, <laughs> I'm going to curse their ass out. When I see them, I'm going to let them have it because that's what we are here for, the culture referee. But Complex, that y'all know y'all violating with that up and coming and hot right now shit. Stop that. Call somebody. But what I think that when these magazines come in and they try to referee our culture in essence and try to put us in order and y'all not even really feet on the ground, like, what are y'all doing? How, how dare y'all even say somebody's up and coming that been in the game 15 years? Like, that's, that's, looking at it from, that's looking at it from 20 feet, 20,000 feet above. Right. That's not somebody who's on the ground. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be. Okay. Can't convince me that. So our good friend Kodak Black, um, he was on the internet recently um, he went live and fans speculated that he was high on drugs. Um, he actually, was, one of the fans said to him, you need to go back to jail to sober up. And you could see him fighting back tears. And he asked them, like, why do you think that's the solution to what I'm going through right now? Um, 
Kodak has had a big history with jail and getting out and all type of things. Who around him right now do you think should be the person to intervene and take control of his career? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I know Orlando signed him, but I know Orlando left to go to Capitol um, priority. So I don't know. I mean, man, the problem is, man, we need people that they respect in power. If we have people who the artists respected in power, hip hop will be making three times the money it's making now. And it will be three times as versatile. It will be everywhere if you have right people in power running shit. So where do we need to put people at more? It's, it's, it's not a knock. It's not a we. Where do we, we need to put people? This is me, we. No, 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 no. I know what you're saying. We can't put nobody nowhere. People that don't look like us control our culture and the money. And that's just the truth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can be a mom and pop shop like we are and you figure it out, get it out the mud, but we don't control anything. Okay, so you're somebody who has managed artists. So yep. when you have an artist, how much control do you really have over how much artist goes live, put out there, what they share with their fans. Like, can you really control that as a manager? If you have the relationship. Mm. Like, like so if I, say if I started managing a superstar right now, like, I'm going to have to shut all of this down and do Zooms because I have to show that artist that you are my priority, mm. not you're one of my priorities. Because if I can't, because if I'm not going to show you I'm going to show up for you, then I can't get mad when you don't show up for yourself. So I'm going to show up for you, but you got to show up for yourself. It's setting the example. That's what it is. I'm telling you, man, the thing that we're missing is people in power who understand. Like, I, I know people don't like them, and I'm only using them, but if Dame Dash was the old Dame Dash in power, hip-hop would look different. Sure would. Because he made us think, he made us see everybody's story as important. Yeah, yeah Jay-Z is important, but Kanye's story is just important. Beans is important. Um, uh, the young guns is important. He made you see them as important. If you ain't gonna come show up for Jay Z, I mean, if you don't come show up for the young guns, don't come show up for Hove. If you don't come from Beans, don't come over here for Ye. Like he understood how to make you see his shit as important. We don't have that no more. Now we have people that's like, here's a check, go do whatever you want. Hope you don't get killed. <laughs> wink, wink. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what we have now, and that's and, and based on that, look what we have. No number ones from hip hop in 2023. By the way, he's talking all this shit. Guess what, guys? Currently, the number one, the, the biggest rap song in the country that's number five on Billboard was, Billboard was written by my guy. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm not just talking shit. I'm actually living it. And what is all my life about? Being positive. That we there never is, thought we would have got there that There is from. a way to make great music that is not that is true to you, but is not street killing my ops, all that other shit. And it's digestible on all platforms. You that's open TikTok, it's on there. You listen that's to the point. radio, it's on there. So that's my point. good so my, music so that's can what I'm be saying. Like good, But there are people that understand how to do it. These A&Rs do not understand. They don't. It's okay. I didn't understand until I started working for L.A. Reid. And he taught me mm -hmm. the importance of treating artists like they're important. Mm -hmm. how, how far you get when you treat an artist like they're important. Yeah, he don't know he's a superstar yet, but treat him like he's a superstar, and then he'll eventually start acting like one. L.A. was paying future millions of dollars when he was singing, I go to the moon, I go to the moon. Nigga, now he's one of the biggest rappers of all time, but L.A. was paying him millions and millions and millions of dollars back then. Mm. He was paying Travis Scott millions of dollars before he became Travis. Travis, Yo Gotti, millions of dollars before he became Yo Gotti. He made them feel like, I'm in it with you. Here's some money. Here's some support. Now go take over the world. And guess what they all did? Took over the world. Who the fuck else is doing that? I was these, just going to ask. These other, labels, these other labels are saying, here's a check. Bye. I'm going to eat family. Go eat with my kids. L.A. will give you a check and say, now let's go to dinner. Mm -hmm. What's the plan? That's why mm -hmm. he had artists selling so many records and doing that stuff. Jimmy Iovine, same way. Jimmy Iovine would go out, hang with his artists. How many CEOs you see right now going out to the club or going to a game, sitting courtside with the artists? Do we even see that anymore? Right. They don't want to be with them. They just want the money. They just from want them. the money from them. I keep stressing it, and I, and that's okay to be a capitalist. But if you're gonna be a capitalist, there needs to be some kind of community, some kind of service, some kind of something to say. I have to still surround these guys with love that they're gonna need to grow. Hire OG, pay him two hundred thousand a year. Mm -hmm. Hire fucking Karis one, pay him half a million dollars a year. To, like hire somebody who can go in the room and say, "Hey, bro, that's not cool. I've been there before. Don't make that mistake." 
it's you making it hundreds of millions. You making hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Why you right. can't set aside money to pay? But like they don't want because they benefit from the trauma. Mm. And the go. trauma, they want the trauma there. But I know trauma is there. But I also am smart enough to know how to take your trauma and turn it into something positive. And now your trauma, you're ben we're benefiting from, from your trauma, but you're also benefiting from it too. And the music feels like medicine, like all my life. It feels like medicine to the soul. I love that. It don't, exactly. feel, like, it don't feel like I'm here to stab you and kill you. It feel like I'm here to put medicine in your soul. That's why it works. Mm. Whether yes. it's my record or it's Drake's God's plan. It, nobody's out here with a looking for their ops playing God's plan. Facts. Nobody's out here looking for their ops playing all my life. Nobody. They're looking for their ops playing for Nito. <laughs> Bitch, brother, brother, brother. And, and that, that's what that, that's what that song but was made for, by yes, the way. Yes, 100%. So it's okay. I'm not, no, no disrespect. I'm saying Chief Keep about that life. That's what mm -hmm. it's made for. But we got to have balance in hip hop. And we don't have balance because the people running hip hop don't give a fuck about mm -hmm. our balance. That's they give a fuck about our community balance. They give a fuck about how much money they can make from us. And once I'm done with you niggas, Deuces. bye. Agreed. Okay, so Sexy Red um, stopped her performance at Summer Splash because they were throwing water bottles and balls at her. Recently, Pink had someone throw their mom's ashes. Stop. You can't make a song saying, pound town, my pussy pink, my booty whole brown, and expect people to take you seriously and not treat you like a joke. You can't. I don't think that. No, you can't. Listen. That you, deserves water bottles I'm, thrown at I'm me. Not, I'm not saying it deserves water. I'm never saying that as a black woman that's doing whatever she has to do. But if I was her manager, that's what I would tell her. That comes with the territory. The same way you can't be on the internet right now talking shit like you and I do and not expect somebody to run up on us and say this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. I had a whole argument at the Def Jam party. <laughs> no, 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 no. Remember, I had a, I mean, I had a whole argument, y'all, at the Def Jam party. Some dude that has a page called um, They Got Range. This motherfucker was like, you had to take about hip-hop and this and this and this. You know, he said R&B and how R&B singers can't be toxic. And we at the bar at a party having a real, not like a, ah, yeah, but like but a, I was like, he's really mad. <laughs> and I was like, bro, we should talk about it. He was like, I don't show my face. I said, well, that's, that's why I ain't going to change. I'm showing my face. No, I'm showing my face. they don't want to stand about, on it. That's I, why. But my thing is, is that I also understand where he's coming from. We, purists are just, purists just means your purest moment in your life and when it meant something to you. It doesn't mean the purest moment of the actual music. Mm. Like, he's like, I'm an R&B purist. Oh, you are? Okay, cool. So then tell me about Earth, Wind, and Fire. Tell me about Luther Vandross. You're an R&B purist based on when you was a kid, what R&B meant to you. Right. That's cool. But I, what I'm saying is correct, too. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I don't agree. I don't care. That's my point. <laughs> I know by putting this mic in my face and saying what I'm saying, somebody's not going to like it. Right. I you still, can't please everybody. Listen, we still have people on that VSGENT page mm -hmm. calling me an idiot for my uh, narcissist versus humble conversation. I thought that was such a good point. No, but I'm saying that's people, 20 right. pieces of content ago. And people are still like, here's God. I don't care. I know what I said, and I stand on it. I stand on what I say. You stand on what you say. We'll see who life ends up best in the end. And that's what we could do. But I do want to go back, though. Um, but she's not the only one. Like, my point is fans are out of control because somebody, somebody put their mother's ashes on Pink stage. There was another uh, R&B singer, I think she was, who got hit in the eye with a phone, like, was bleeding, had to get off stage. Like, I don't understand why fans think that throwing phones and objects on stage is cool now. Like, how do you try to control your crowd with that? Because those are three different crowds. Right they now. are, the fans are tired. They are, are they tired? They are right? tired. They are tired. It's like, you know what it's like? I'll give you an example. Hold on, hit me, out. Back to hit me out. Hit me out. I'm going to give you an example. Y'all don't remember when... A president, our president, George Bush, was in a press conference and a man took his shoe off and threw it at his head. I, I do not remember that. Yeah, what? Y'all don't remember that? It was in a press conference and he took the shoe off and he was like, and he threw it at his head and George Bush ducked. If you could add that, Brax, oh, Jordan, please. add that. Please, I want to see him ducking. He, he, George Bush got a hat. Because people are tired of dumb shit are they over being the promoted. So you cannot come out and say, Pound town, my booty hole brown. Like, and they say, like, I'm tired of you. Like, <laughs> you cannot, you cannot. And here's my thing what I would have told sex, a Sexy Red if I was a manager. That's going to happen. Mm. That's going to happen. Get ready for it. We know what we signed up for. We know what's going to happen. You ain't Kendrick Lamar. Has anyone ever thrown a shoot at Kendrick Lamar? No. You know, that you know something? Has anybody ever thrown a shoot at J. Cole? No. You know why? Because these guys are prophets, mm. they're trying to help the community. You, on the other hand, are making dumbed down shit. 
to make money for yourself. Your song is not helping anyone. So some people are tired. It started off as a joke that just started working. But some people are like, all right, I'm tired of this shit. Somebody throw something at this motherfucker. I went off the stage. And that's going to happen. Yikes. So my thing is, it's going to happen. You cannot be a joke your whole career and think that people are going to take you seriously. Good point. Okay, so Meg Thee Stallion drops a gym routine after saying that she can't drop any music. Some, What are some reasons that a record label would stop you from releasing music? Uh, legalities. If you're having legal issues, they might stop you. Um, you know, sometimes they might stop you because they don't like the music. I mean, it's so many reasons why. I mean, sometimes they can stop you because, you know, you, you out here, you know, uh, doing things that go against what they think you should be doing. And it's like, we're not putting that out. I mean, it's so many reasons. They can, I mean, at the end of the day, they really can't, but they can what say something. What if they want you. you to put out music so they can make money? Like, why wouldn't they do that? Hmm? I said, wouldn't they want to put out music so they can make money? Like, what is the purpose of preventing an artist from dropping music? Um, Because they don't think it's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they don't think it's going to work. That's and they an And they don't think it's time. I mean, like, do you ever know the story about Usher on his 8701 album? He put out this song that he shot a whole video for called Pop Your Collar. Hey, ladies. Hey, fellas. Because they're jealous. Pop Your Collar. Y'all know that song, right? No. Exactly. They shot a whole video for it, paid crazy money for it. L.A. saw the video and said, this ain't it. <laughs> Scrap the whole and thing. And then scrapped the whole thing. And then <laughs> when he went and recorded You Remind Me with Jimmy Jam. And, and now we smoke it. And now we hot again. There we go. So, I mean, you know, it's just that. It's, that's just the story. Okay, speaking of Meg Thee Stallion, Erica Banks says that she's no longer with record label 105N after calling what? the label. She's not with them anymore. Really? After, call, after calling the label out in her unreleased snippet, she said that they owe her some money and they're greedy. We've seen this coming, sis. Like, no, that's not fair. That is not fair. All right. That Why is, isn't it fair, right? Because artists only see the world through their perspective. Artists only see the world through the perspective, the lens that they have. So they don't realize that this publicist costs money. They don't realize it's bodies in this room right now. Those bodies cost money. Those bodies are not, those bodies are costing me and I'm going to make my money from a percentage of you. Now, if 1501 wasn't doing nothing and I watch, I follow Carl Crawford. I watch him. Matter of fact, Carl, come to the show. I want you to come to the show. I follow him and I watch him. And that man is really out here spending money on lots of acts. So it's sad that these artists have a lack of understanding. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's fair mm -hmm. for you now. But you know when it wasn't fair for him? When, he when you wasn't working. And he had to spend all his money knowing if he was going to get it back. That's when it wasn't fair to him. And he was okay with that. So now that you're winning and it's not fair to you, you should be okay with that. Just for a season and then you can change it up. Once, but like that. But here's a crazy part I'll say. A lot of artists don't last because instead of like... Y'all understands that Cash Money and Lil Wayne fell out after Lil Wayne was a global superstar selling a million records a week. Imagine if Wayne was worrying about his deal with Cash Money when he was 17. You think Wayne would be Wayne today? Right. He wouldn't have been. Y'all be so busy trying to stop, stop y'all business that y'all be, be so busy trying to fix y'all business that y'all stop y'all business. Mm. And now your business is stopped and now you're wondering why you ice cold. Hey man, do what made you hot. The business will figure it out itself. Once again, I was in a bad deal with our city for nine years. You couldn't, I did not know <laughs> until a lawyer looked at it and said, this deal could be better. What is this? That's my point. But guess why a lawyer was able to look at it nine years later? Because nine years later, we were still hot. Mm. And that's how you want to change your deal. Stay hot, get hot, do what it takes to get hot. That's, that's what Megan Thee Stallion did. She, got, she went and got a team of Rock Nation and stay hot while working on her shit. That's how you do it. That's really good advice. Um, so... Cardi B's at war with this blogger, right? And the blogger has been going crazy, putting out all type of information, saying like Offset's cheating on her, and then Offset... I wish I was Cardi B's manager. Not for the reason of making money, but for the reason to tell her, why do you give a fuck? How are you a wolf worrying about what a sheep is doing? I just no. don't understand why she even gives Tasha K the freaking time saying. of day. That because just because you have millions upon millions upon millions of dollars doesn't mean that you have changed. The money don't change you. You got to decide to change yourself. So my only thing I would say, I, um, Cardi, please. Like, not only that, Cardi is such a star. She's probably the biggest star we've had in music since Rihanna. Female mm -hmm. star? She's that big, like, star. Not, like, just talented artists, because, like, Doja Cat is a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. But Cardi B 
is a she has a better personality mm -hmm. than Doja. That's what I mean. A lot of stuff. She's she's like you. You don't even have to like Cardi music to love her. Right. She's you don't relatable. Have to like her. She's relatable. Mm -hmm. She's okay. But what I'm telling her is she's at some point in time, herself. she has to accept that she's made it, and accept that the only people who are talking bad about her are people who are trying to make it. Mm. And if you give them if you give them attention, you give them light. You give them light. You give them what they want. And I just wish that I just wish that I was working. I would tell her, why the fuck do we care? That's like a homeless person out there saying, Ray, you're, you, I don't like your outfit. Oh, why do I care? You don't what do you want me, me to do? Right. You don't affect my life. You don't care. It could be my, you don't have to be a homeless person. It could be somebody next door. I don't care. You don't affect my life. That one voice does not affect. Hox Cardi had that one voice over the hundred million voices that she has that follows her. How many, let me see how many followers Cardi B have. Like Cardi B has 168 million followers. And I you said 32. Damn. You have 168 million followers, and you worry about what one person is saying. Bro. Wait, I'm there, about to start a cash app. All there, your followers, send me a dollar. There will be, there will always be somebody that has something to say. Of course. But my question was going to be, <clears throat> do you think it's possible? <laughs> Why are you looking at me well, like that? <laughs> do you think it's possible for people in the industry to be faithful to their partners? If their partner is with them every fucking step they take. That's the only way. Man, Babysit your Tamira, partner. I want y'all to understand, you will never get this because you have a vagina. The minute, oh, the amount me of out, pussy the minute, that comes to no, you the, No, the minute that hair starts growing on it, there's a boy that wants it. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? <laughs> yes, I guess. Okay, so, so the minute that you could start, there was a guy that was, it was a willing participant, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, guys... Don't have it like that. When do girls start wanting y'all? Oh, when you got money. No, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. So now I'm getting the attention that I always wanted. Mm -hmm. It's like a girl that was fat that lost a lot of fucking oh, weight. Oh, they get the BBL. And now, oh, they get BBL. Now everybody want them. It's the same thing. Listen, you, listen, just you can, until you're a man, you don't understand what it's like to, ha to not have attention one day and all of a sudden have attention. And not just attention, but not even attention, but. The shit that I'm gonna get you. You want me to get you, Tamara? You oh, want me to get man. you? I can get you, Tamara. Oh, I partied with you. I partied with you. What, what does that do? With you the like story? to drink. I do. I have a ball. Okay, exactly. Now imagine if. I want to try to. Now imagine if when you everywhere you went in the world, when you go to the bathroom, there's somebody saying, "Hey, you want a drink?" Uh, you go home. You go to your kid's school. I got a drink for you. Every room you walk into, somebody got a drink. At some point in time, you gonna you gonna be like, "Damn, I turned down twenty of them shits," but that last one. <laughs> It's impossible. I feel you. That was a really good analogy, Ray. You made me get it. If, if there was no way to make me get something, that was a I'm way to like, put it's it. Like what, it's like women, whatever you guys like that you just want, you just love, whether it's clothes, whether it's trips. You, I could get you on 50 trips. Let's go to a place that you've never been. I heard that they have a mountain that you've never seen. Let's go. Like, bro, no wow. cost. Let's go. That's all it is. It's not him disrespecting you. It's just him saying, wow, you are my future. And I want to be with you. But, babe, I've I never been to Disney World before. Whoa. I'm just telling you. You can boo it, but I'm just telling you. I'm giving you a perspective. There's some self-control. I'm giving you. A, this said the person that said, if I had a drink, I'll take it wherever. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm going to take. The, I would take the drink, so that was a good way to put it. Because I did get too drunk anytime I'm in the club. Because I don't know how to say no to drinks. So, I see y'all don't know how to say no Listen, to women. let me so. ask you a question. Do you like free shit? Self-control. I don't have self-control. That's the problem. Let me ask you a question. Do you like free shit? Yes. Who doesn't like free shit? The vagina is free. No, when your superstar is. Oh no, your superstar like is. I don't like that, and that's my problem. Y'all be fucking rich niggas for free. Stop doing that. But that's another story for another day. Um, <clears throat> so which R and B and hip hop executive has the most influence? Who do you think? I have a list here, but I want. I know that you looked at it. Um, who do you think right now is in a music exec that has the most influence? Let's do the most influence in Atlanta. I think, I think no, no, I'm not gonna oh, do that. Do I that think way. the most influential person in the hip hop from an executive side Ooh. that can make everybody come together. I literally call him the Dalai Lama of hip hop is Tumabasa. He built rap caviar. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. He built rap caviar. He built Spotify. Now he's over at YouTube music instead of hip hop. Director of black music and Tuma, culture. At Tuma, YouTube. Yeah. Tuma is, he can, if he ran, if there was a president of hip hop, Tuma can run for president and he'll win because no one has a problem with him. And if you have a problem with Tuma, then you really have a problem. 
I have never met a human being that has a problem with tumor. I think tumor is also the reason. I think he's also put, a, put, put behind a couple of huge beefs. But he is the most influential executive in hip-hop to me. Because mm. he influences, he has influence over the artists because he obviously had YouTube. But he also has influence over the culture. And I'm going to shout him out because he taught me a very valuable lesson. By the way, we can all learn from Tuma. Tuma tells me, when Tuma, my, I've been knowing Tuma since he was running BET Jams, and BET, MTV Jams um, oh, from wow. around the corner on Marietta Street. That's how far back we That's go, about dope. 15 years. And Tuma became very powerful when he started at Spotify and streaming became prominent. And I went up to him and I'm like, yo, bro, man, how does it feel to be powerful like this? He was like, Ray, I am not powerful. I'm responsible. Oh, I love that. He said, I have a, he said I'm, I have a responsibility to the culture. And I just looked at him. I was like, man, I just want to hug you, bro. Like, who the fuck talks like that? And ever since then, I looked at power differently. Power is a responsibility. It's not something to abuse. So That's I would say Tuma. One. Shout out to Tuma. <clears throat> Drake announced a new album. What type of music are you looking for? Because I know you said you want some growth in his music. What are you looking for from the new album? I want to I hear him say something different. I want to hear him. I want to hear what he's talking about, his 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 struggles, all the shit that happens. I just want to hear him be honest. Um, I don't care about who you are. Everybody has struggles. And I would like to hear more about it because I feel like that will make him human. And I feel like Drake is kind of like this Canadian powerhouse superstar that has like had all the women he want. And I feel like at some point in time, it gets old. Mm-hmm. I haven't had nearly as many women as him. But it gets old to me. It's gotten old to me plenty of times. So I would like to hear it. It got old. Mm. I like to hear that you grew. I like to hear that, and that would be what, that's what I would say. Okay, so Pusha T and Jim Jones are beefing, right? So the the Louis Vuitton fashion show happened in Paris this week. They happened to drop the diss track. Well, Pusha T's diss track to Jim Jones. Jim Jones responded. Um, where do we think this is going? Who do we think? It's not going to go nowhere because uh, those are, I mean, Jim is in his 40s, Pusher's in his 40s. What do you, do you think two 40-year-old men is going to risk their life to have some words? It's just hip-hop is a sport. Mm-hmm. It was built on that. That's what it was built on. I'm okay with that. It's not going to get nasty. They're too grown to get nasty. I don't. It's not. And, you know, I don't, I mean, like, Pusher, it's weird the whole Pusha is just an interesting artist to me in the first in, in the first place because, you know, he's he's so connected to like such a luxurious rap caviar type vibe, mm-hmm. but he's never really sold major records. Exactly. He's never really had a hit. Yes. But because he, you know, he's the only guy that was signed to Pharrell and signed to Kanye. Right. Those are two greatest producers in Timberland, and those are the three greatest producers of the last 20 fucking, 30 fucking years. Like, who can, who can beat that? Like, that was one of the arguments was because, of course, on surface, Pusha T is the better lyricist, um, but Jim Jones has had more hits. Um, and then we came to like, Jim Jones had more hits? I believe so, yes. It, no, like they He's said, nobody has ever gotten a car and said, put that Pusha T on. Like, that's well, just well, not well, happening. Well, nobody, I, I feel like James has, I feel like JoJo has. What Pusha T song would you be no, like? No, I, that I shit feel on? like this. Are y'all Pusha fans? You're a Pusha fan then. Perfect. See? There you got somebody that says JoJo's saying absolutely not. He's saying Jim, Jim Jones. Jones. Yeah, JoJo's yeah. Haitian though. He probably is like, on some other shit. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, if I had to pick a catalog, I would have picked Jim Jones' catalog. If I had to sit in a car for a three hour ride and I was like, whose music are you going to listen to? I'd rather listen to Jim's than Pusha T. So. I just like Jim as a person. And I like him as a person as well. So. I just like him as a person. I'll I just, take the I just like Jim as a human. I like. I feel like Jim is one of the most realest, honest niggas in the business. Mm. He's never tried to be something he's not. He knows what he's great at. He knows what he's not great at. He doesn't. So I love Jim. And I just can't believe that. Like, what, if somebody said The God Show wasn't a dope podcast, I don't feel a need to respond. I'm actually glad that they mentioned it because mm. I feel like somebody's going to say, let me see how bad it is. It might go look at it. It right? might go look at it. So for me, it's like, you can talk good about me, bad about me. I don't, I can't even imagine getting, and I can't imagine entertaining someone feeling a way about me unless they affect how my family eats. Mm. Okay. Pusha so. T should be thanking Jim Jones for, for, for even, put, no, he should be. No, seriously, because Jim Jones 
what made us question is Pusha T a top 50, 50 rapper? Mm. Damn, I never thought about that. Now we now we thinking about it now, right? I, can somebody out there say is the God Show a top ten hip hop podcast? <laughs> so we so Nick Emerson, <laughs> one nigga be like, hell no, they not even the top three hundred. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. But I'm just saying. Make sure our, our, our ratings go up a little bit yeah, more. Sure. People start searching us. Um, so. I want to talk, we're going to switch to some music questions. I have some questions about beat packs and hip hop. How are beat packs affecting how music is made in hip hop? I think beat packs are the reason. I think beat packs are the second biggest reason outside of executives not being in this place. I think beat packs are the second biggest reason hip hop doesn't have a number one because pop artists get produced, R&B artists get produced, country artists get produced. Rappers are not being produced. So that's what, guess what's happening? The quality of the songs are going down. Why aren't rappers getting produced? Because they want a beat pack in the room and they don't want another voice in the room. But they're going to do the same thing over and over again. So I think the concept of beat packs is killing it because now rappers are like, man, I could just get a pack. Just put in the room with a whole bunch of beats. You at the mercy of that. But if you're in a room with a producer and he's like, yo, I hear, a song is like a movie. I hear you on this song doing this. Mm. A rapper might not have ever seen that shit, seen that come from himself. Like, Noriega would have never did fucking Super Thug if he didn't have Pharrell in the room. If Nori got Super Thug as a, as a, a, a beat mm-hmm. back, he wouldn't have, he, Pharrell was in the room with him. They talked about it. He's a producer. So beat packs are killing the producer, and the producer is not able to produce the rappers, and the rappers are not making hits because they're not being produced. That's the answer. Um, so you said a really good analogy that I saw you post on your IG, mm-hmm. so I want to talk about it. Um, you, you compared not just the music industry, but kind of success to be standing online, right? So um, can you just reiterate it to the people so they know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like what I'm saying is that so, so many people are mad. Like right now, I'm going to use Ray and Tamir, for example. This is our show, and we're in line. We, I can't expect us to be as big as Wallow and Gilly or Joe Budden or Nori because they stood in line way before. They probably started the line. Mm-hmm. And we're in line. So everybody is standing in line. Now you can either stand in line and wait your turn or you can pay to skip the line. If you pay to skip the line, you better, when you get to the front, you better be ready because if you Amen. pay, you just lost money. That's why so many artists are frustrated because they're paying money to skip the line, but they didn't do the work while they were in line in the first place. They just wanted to skip the line. And then the third one is you can stand out in line. That's what the God Show is doing. We're standing out in line. We're not just, so we're in line, but we're also doing things to help us stand out for people to see us. So hopefully people can tell other people about it. Because the hip hop, I mean, because it's fucking 3.5 million podcasts active right now. How the hell are we going to stand out? How can we, by the way, we are in the top 100 right now. But how? We standing out. We're making content that's true to us, and that's why it's working. Simple as that. Amen. Um, do you think that you could put out too much music? Meek Mill said that he's about to drop four new albums. Do you think there's such thing as putting out too much music? Yes and no. Um, it depends on you. Uh, Biggie was the kind of artist where if he made a song, he put it out. That's what, that's why he only had two albums, well, three albums, because that was a double album. Wayne is a rapper who's in the studio making fucking 15 songs a day. Mm-hmm. So if you Wayne, you should be putting out more music because you make more music. So I think you put out music based on the output of how you do it. But if you do, if Meek Mill got four albums, why the fuck not? As long as all four albums ain't the same. Mm. As long as you, uh, all I would say to whoever's going to do that, just make sure that the songs on album one don't fit the songs on album three. If I can mismatch, that means you're just giving us a clusterfuck of record. Mm. Put a full project together. I, I see yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, sure. Um, so there's a new group being pushed. I just learned this from the BT Awards. Um, it's called Flow. Do you think that girl groups this age can be successful, and what would they need to do in order to be successful? They calling us to work with them. Um, I think so. I think I think it's easier for they groups. They know who to call. I think it's easier for groups because one thing about groups is groups, it doesn't matter who you are. You just got to connect to one person. So mm-hmm. if you have a group, it gives you more opportunities to connect for, for the audience to connect to someone. That's why BTS is so big. It's eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's eight of them. Like, you what know, so I think groups, I think groups can work. I just think, uh, I just think it's about catching them at the right time because groups break up because wives come in, husbands come in. I mean, look at the escape shit. It's not a, it's not a problem with them. It's mm. one girl standing with her husband. Yep. And uh, another girl, I'm standing, it's just 
so hard to do a group because once people, as you get older, you want to be more of who you really are. And if you're a successful group, you got money, so you really can do it. So I, I think it can work. Um, but, you know, it just, I, you, you got to catch them at a really early age. That's what I would say. Or you got to catch them at an audition and control the whole thing like they do BTS or like Pussycat Dolls was. You got to do that. Okay, so I want to go to the American Black Dad Corner. This was all over the internet this week. A 14-year-old killed a guy um, in defense of his mom. So his mom went into the store. She was trying to order food, got into an argument with the guy. Um, the guy said several times that he was going to knock her out if she kept speaking to him. Um, he ended up pounding on her about three or four times, and then the son um, intervened and shot him. So here's my thoughts. First of all, shout, shout out to the DA in Chicago for letting that kid off. Amen. Here's my thoughts. If that man hit that one, first of all, that was the most, come on, bro. Like, say one more word, I'm going to punch you. Like, that's a woman, man. I don't understand why nobody else in the room said something. I, I was about to say something. That's another thing. You got It's hard. It's hard because you don't know the scenario. But my thing is this. If some a woman gets hit, it's four people who to me who can kill and it's okay if i saw a woman get hit like that if her son her father her brother or a family member cousin or something mm -hmm. if you hit my mom like that mm -hmm. i am killing you mm -hmm. and i'm 14 and i know i can't beat you mm -hmm. i am killing you because i don't know if you're going to stop i don't know if you're going to come back and not only that you will not hit my mother i'm going to kill your motherfucking ass so what i'm saying to you is that I'm that I'm glad that kid got off. He shouldn't even I'm glad his mother got off. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. I and 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 I hate to say this, but based on who shot him, he deserved to die. Mm -hmm. Like if a stranger shot him, I'm like, damn, that was just a that was just fucked up, you know, all that shit. But you hit a woman like that in front of her 14 year old son and he got a gun on him. I can't even you imagine deserve it. Deserve to die. Like I get tears in my eyes just thinking about it because I can't imagine watching my mom get hit like that. I can't imagine. By somebody you don't know? And like, she's just trying to get food. Like the trauma, like, like, what do you, what, what did you think the outcome of that was going to be? Like that, it's just, as a community though, like overall, you need to, men need to be able to control their emotions a little bit better. And that Period. woman should not have been able to get that man that upset that he felt like he had to get there. Listen, he deserved to get killed. You hit, a, you hit, a, you beat up a woman in front of her 14-year-old son, and he had a gun on him. In Chicago. He had only one option, and that was to shoot you and kill you. Because I could shoot you, but you're still big. What if I don't kill you? You mm -hmm. get up and still hurt me. He deserved it. And I hate to say that, because that's, not, that's not even my spirit. But watching the video of him saying, like, if she hit him and he hit her, that's fucked up. Mm -hmm. But watching the video of him saying to her, and the crazy part is that she wasn't even loud. Yes. She wasn't loud. She wasn't aggressive. I couldn't even hear what she was arguing about. But for him to say, say one more word, and I'm going to punch you in your mouth. And then he cocked back. And then he cocked like he hit her with all his More than might. once? Ooh. Nigga, you deserve to die. I'm sorry to your family. I, I, I hate to be that person in your family. But I'm telling y'all right now, if that was one of my cousins or one of my family members that did that, I would have felt the same way. He deserved to die. You should never put your hands on a woman, especially the way he did it. Yeah. Come on, man. And for, come on, man. That kid was scared to death. That kid killed him out of fear. Mm -hmm. That kid didn't kill him out of vengeance. He killed him out of fear. And he deserved to get off. Shout out to Nicki Minaj for offering his college tuition. So... Hopefully, his future, this will not determine. By the way, future. we need more of that in hip-hop. Right. Like, every rapper should have a fucking college fucking, uh, 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 what do they call it? Sponsors not tuition. Not, uh, um, scholarships. College scholarship fund for every high school that they went to. Amen. You should. Like, we, we got to start. Hip-hop has to start paying back. Gunner used to have a store in his old high school. Yeah, but I'm talking about the scholar. I went to that school, McNair. Oh. Yeah, but I'm saying we need to have more of that, more philanthropy. Yes. More philanthropy. We need that. If any of the hip hoppies want to help, I have a nonprofit called With Love from Harlem. I hope y'all. Anyway, um, so since we're in the American Black Dad corner, Jaden Smith recently came out and said that his mom introduced the family to psychedelics. Um, Good for her. Okay. Good for her. So how do you feel about self-medicating as families? Not self-medicating. 
I will say this. I have really bad anxiety. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, as much people don't know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an introvert. I'm a Virgo. I'm an introvert. Like, I don't want to be around. Like, I hate large crowds. So me taking edibles has allowed me to be relaxed in that scenario. I love when you're on edibles. Everybody does because I'm more relaxed. I'm not I like, that I, I'm, I'm more relaxed. I'm not, I'm not as uptight. I'm not as concerned about what's happening around me. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, I think that it's all about educating. Cause if I would have heard that and I wasn't, I didn't try it. I would be like, what the fuck? But because I know how much it's helped me, I'm like, shit, good for her. I just, I hope they was 18. Right. That's, that's, that's where it gets sticky. We don't know. Okay. So, Somebody put this in my DM, so I got to ask you. This is something that they wanted you to talk about. Um, when a girl comes to a man and tells her that she's pregnant, but he isn't sure if he's the father of the child, how should he approach that situation? Just like you just said, is it mine? Okay, so I'll be more transparent. My homeboy, he he got a girl pregnant that he, he was having sex with, but they weren't in a serious relationship, and he was like, how do I know this is mine? Because I'm pretty sure you're fucking somebody else. Why are you fucking her raw if you have to question if she gets pregnant, if it's yours? There he goes. That's the dumbest. Like, if the I'm, men if, don't have if I'm, if I'm hitting you raw, and you get pregnant, and I got to question if it's mine, then I should be questioning my health also. Mm. Like, shit, maybe you gave me something else, because what is it? What's that guy got? It's the, it's the dumbest shit that men do. The dumbest shit they do is question it because then you get to question their judgment. Right. Like so you're going and so roll somebody so, so, you don't so, I mean, even the, 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 the condom broke? No, no. So you you hit it raw and you're mad that she's pregnant and it might be your or it might it might be. So that means you're saying she might be fucking someone else raw like she's fucking you. Right. Oh wow. So and you you might have what he You has. took that with risk, right. Come on, man. That's the dumbest shit. But during the pregnancy, like, how involved should they be before they know 100% if they're the father? It depends on the relationship. I can't, I, I'm telling you something. Certain things I can't comprehend. That's like mm. if you said to me, Ray, if you were in jail, what would you do? Right. I'm like, I would never be in jail. Right. Can't even go like, I can't even imagine it because I'm not going to do nothing to do that. So when I hear this, it's like, I couldn't even imagine a girl being pregnant by me and me being like, oh my God, I don't know if it's mine. What should I do? Baby shower? No baby shower. It's like, right. bro, it's like, I, I, I don't want those problems. I'm not going to have those problems. And if I don't think it's mine, then I'm not entertaining nothing until the baby come and then we go from there. And if that, then I'll probably be the most guilty hearted human being. <laughs> I'll probably be buying that kid everything in the world, every chance I get because I thought that. So, yeah. Okay. So I want to go to the movie real quick and then I'm asked the closing question. So um, Angela Basket is getting an honorary Oscar. How do you feel about that? That feels like, uh, what they call it? What they call it, y'all? Charity. Yes. It really does. She deserved the Oscar for What's Love Got to Do With It. She deserved an Oscar for her role in Black Panther. Angela Bassett is a, a black monument. Amen. We should be, she's a living legend. So it's like, we can't help but win. So here... And that's haters. Like I don't, I don't think it's I don't haters. Think. I just think it's people that just know we don't want you to have the big moment, so we'll give you this charity. Give my sis a big moment. Okay, so my last closing question is, if you could free any rapper, which rapper would you free? Man, that's a great question, Tamira. If I could free any rapper who's currently in jail, who would I free? Oh, I know who you would free. You know what's so crazy? You know what I'm going to say? And I don't even know this guy, but I don't even, I don't think he's a rapper. No, he's not a rapper. I was going to say he's Tax Stone. No, he's not a rapper. He's not a rapper. I was going to say Tax Stone because I know his character and what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. He's really the godfather podcast. Yeah, I, I, no, no, I, I would say him. But um, if that man, you know, fuck it, I would say Free Thug. I would say Free Thug only because, only because. I thought you was going to say Tory. He ain't got sentence yet. Oh, okay. I, All right, so we'll I, I wouldn't say Tory, though. I wouldn't say Tory. I would say Young Thug. And the reason I would say Thug is because uh, he, I feel like this is a, uh, this this thing was a great opportunity for him to come out and be better. And he's, he has way more influence than any rapper currently locked up. Mm-hmm. So if he comes out better with that kind of influence, he could probably change the world if he wanted to. That's but he got to want to come out better. So that's what I'm saying. So that's, that's why I would say free thug. I think that if they do free him, it has to have a plan and like stipulations. Like you got to do mad community service. You got to like make yeah, but a that whole that, thing. That, 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 don't change, that don't change the heart. No, but I mean like not fake community service. I'm, I'm I mean, saying, but that don't change the heart. Oh, I'm the saying heart. the heart is changed. 
he's he can change the world. That's what I'm saying. So I would say thug. I stick with that. All right, guys. So this is another episode of the Culture Report. Make sure you guys tune in every well, Friday, well, 12 p.m. Make sure you like, subscribe to all our 8 channels. PM, 12 p.m. on YouTube, 8 p.m. right on. Um, I'll be making up stuff. And and, and I want to make sure you know. I want to make sure we shout out this fly bag that Ray got on. Well, not, uh, see, I make a big deal of it. But oh, sorry. Shout, no, I'm just fucking, shout out to our, <laughs> our shout out to our sponsor, Toten Carry. Uh, shout out to our liquor sponsor, Yoko. Uh, shout hey, out to Yoko. Paulo the Don. Shout out to Tone, Wavy, Eddie, all those guys over at Tote and Carry. They got our wall looking real nice. Eddie. You know, y'all be out here talking about how y'all flexing and all that other stuff. But you travel with Walmart bags. You should be travel with bags that support you. Yeah, know, when you match your fly. Then y'all be getting on my nerves trying to drag the luggage through the airport with the broken wheels and all that stuff. Like, nah. get get it together. Get it together. Nah, airport wanna, fits one, matter. One, one, and yeah, airport bag. fits matter. Airport fits matter. No fucking bonnets. I'm I'm with you on that one. Don't why he looked at me to see if I'd be wearing bonnets. And you need to make sure you wear fly luggage by tote and carry. Period. Period. Let's go. Only way to travel. All right. Deuces.